Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hey, Changemakers, we are on number 62 for the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, and I hope you enjoyed the new intro. That's my great friend, Jason Salas, who did me a solid on doing the intro, and he does the outro, too, on this, so he'll introduce me. So thank you, Jason, for that, and I hope you guys also enjoyed the new music. So you may be thinking, oh my gosh, it sounds different, and yeah, it does. We're totally going through a rebranding here at Grant Writing and Funding, so please do check out our Instagram and our Facebook Facebook and our website, uh, grantwritingandfunding.com, to see our new logo, our logos. We have a couple of different things going on, uh, just the new color schemes, and just to see how we're adapting as we progress through grant writing funding because that it does always change, you know? Every year, funding is different for nonprofit organizations, and every year we're always on edge to say, okay, what is the way forward? You know, sometimes the good old standard does work, but sometimes there's new ways to kind of get involved and to be creative and be innovative in actually securing funding for nonprofits. So we reflect that in our own business as we always say, how are we able to communicate um, with you guys and really provide value? So with that being said, um, today we're going to be talking about memorandums of understanding. All right, guys, so MOUs, you probably heard it referred to as MOUs, and we are going to get right into that. And we're going to describe exactly how to write an MOU, and we're going to be utilizing our existing example of our Alaskan nonprofit um, that we've been talking about in the last about four episodes on different types of letters that you often need to include in grant applications. Now, MOUs is one of those. Sometimes they are required. Sometimes you get points for having an MOU. So it's really important to know how to write a good one because you will be scored accordingly. All right, so we will be talking about MOUs today on this episode. And like I said, you can always check out our website for more information. So What is an MOU? Well, an MOU describes clear expectations and roles. It is a non-legally binding contract between two or more parties, and it has more teeth than a letter of commitment. And it is also though serious in law. So we talked about letter of commitment before, and yes, that does have some, some teeth to it. An MOU has a bit more, but it's still not legally binding. What is legally binding? a contract. All right, so you're not at that point yet. Yes, you can go to jail, you can get sued for violating contracts. And oftentimes, you as a nonprofit may have a contract with say a government agency to receive funding, right? So this is totally different. An MOU though shows a serious commitment more than just a letter of commitment. It does show that you've entered into an agreement. So there is a lot more teeth to it. And that's why sometimes funders actually require one. All right, so let's move through this. So we're gonna talk about how to write a memorandum of understanding today. And we're going back to our example. Remember our nonprofit example that we had for a nonprofit in Alaska. So we were looking at this different example, and you can look at the other courses as well, or the other podcast as well, that talk about the different types of letters. And we're using the same example throughout. So our example is that it is a nonprofit 
in Alaska, up in the northern borough, and they have a problem. Their problem is climate change is affecting their tradition, right? Um, they don't have access to their permafrost freezers under the ground anymore because of global warming, of climate change, and now they're actually getting water in them. This is actually a real example. It's not a real nonprofit, but it is a real example. They also have polar bears in their area. So they have a lot more polar bears. They used to only have a few, like a few weeks out of the year. And now because the ice isn't frozen as long, they actually have upwards of 30 to 50 bears for about three months out of the year. And those bears will start wandering in their village looking for food. Now that they don't have a secure place to keep their food and because of the permafrost not being frozen, um, now they have two different threats going on. And what type of food do they keep? Well, they actually have indigenous rights to go whale hunting. So they're able to keep whale food that they don't have to pay for. They have skyrocketing prices for groceries in their town. So whale hunting is one of their indigenous rights that they're able to do. And they're able to store that whale blubber in, in uh, fat and meat in these freezers. And now that they don't have those, they have a lot of different issues and needs that they're facing. All right, so their project is to create five, to build five containers to hold food. And they're requesting from a foundation for $5,000 to create these. And they're going to enter into an MOU with some volunteers, a volunteer association that will help them actually build the containers. So what the $5,000 will do is provide the funding for the supplies and the shipping, and the volunteers will supply the manpower. All right, guys, so let's look at this. Number one, tip number one on building an awesome MOU and writing a great MOU, similar to our other examples, right? You wanna be succinct. You can include the logos of your partners also within the MOU. So that's a really nice thing to have included in your headers. Please include the page numbers. And when you include page numbers for MOUs, it's not just page one, page two, page three, etc. But I always like to use one of one, one of two. So you know, uh, you can go ahead and make sure it's like two of two, three of three, blah, 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 all the way down. So they know, so how many pages, right? So if it's one of three, there we go, that makes sense. And then it's three pages in total, two of three, three of three. And the reason of that is because if you lose a page for an MOU, you wanna make sure that you know that there's an additional page there. And if you know how many pages there are from the beginning, it's very easy then to know if a page is lost, um, if a page is missing, right? You don't wanna just take out a page and then submit your MOU. And I've actually seen that happen before. So that's why I started utilizing that process. Keep the final commitment and signature page separate than the rest of the MOU. Even if you have white space on your last page, don't have all this other information with your with your commitment and your signature on the same page. The reason for that, well, sometimes the MOU is signed and then some things get changed and then you can't go and find that partner to sign it again. And I've seen that happen quite a bit too. As all, oftentimes it's hard to, um, you know, if you're talking to presidents of organizations and different things and you finally get their signature and that grant is due, you wanna make sure you have that signature and other things don't have to change again. And you don't have to go back to that person and ask for their signature again, because that's kind of, it's just, I've seen it happen a lot and it's a little bit exhausting for people running around, especially when there's grant deadlines. All right, and make sure, of course, it's signed and dated. And when you sign and date, make sure that you have two copies so both partners can both have an original copy of your signed and dated MOU. All right, so those are your format tips. All right, so now we're gonna get into your other tips. 
and unless otherwise required by the foundation or the funding source, include the following steps for your MOU. They may be very specific on how they want your MOU written, and that's absolutely fine. But this will just give you an opportunity to say, if you don't have that structure, this will give you some type of structure. Number two. So now we're gonna get into the introduction. So this is your second step. You wanna include the full name of both parties right in the front. You wanna include the partnership name of the grant project. So you make sure you have the grant project name in there. And you wanna also include the header, just put memorandum of, of understanding. So people know that it is an MOU. So you have to have that somewhere. And I'll show you an example. So an example would read like this. Whereas Northern Alaska Nonprofit, the name of your nonprofit, and Alaska Volunteer Association have come together to collaborate and make an application for the Alaska Native Fund grant project. And whereas the partners listed below have agreed to enter into a collaborative agreement in which the North Alaska nonprofit will be the lead agency and named applicant and other agencies will be partners in this application. And whereas the partners herein desire to enter into a memorandum of understanding, setting forth the services to be provided by the collaborative, and whereas the application prepared and approved by the collaboration through its partners is submitted to the Alaska Native Fund on or before March 31st, 2019. So you see what I did right there. We made sure we had both partners named, the North, Northern Alaska Nonprofit and the Alaskan Volunteer Association. And we also said they're going to make an application to the Alaska Native Fund. So that's their funding source. And then I'm clearly saying this is a collaborative agreement, but there is a lead agency. And that is absolutely fine. You wanna know who's actually gonna take the lead on this. So we're saying, of course, it's the nonprofit who's applying for this grant. That makes sense. And you're just saying you're entering into an MOU. So that's very important. And then you're, of course, saying that it was prepared and approved by both parties through a collaborative process. And it's usually by the day of the grant, right? That's going to be a due date or that's going to be a starting date. So usually a due date. So they know that you've already entered into that partnership. Okay, now we're going to go into number three, description of partner agencies. And this will identify the background of the partners, when they were founded, what type of organization they are, and what efforts that you have completed that are actually relate to the grant that you're applying to. And what that looks like is very simple. You're gonna talk about the description of the partner agencies. And this could look like, whereas the, the Northern Alaska nonprofit was incorporated as an IRS tax exempt 501c3 nonprofit organization since 2011 with a mission to serve our indigenous community with resources and accesses, access to services, right? So right there, I know this is a long sentence. It's important because it provides credibility. You're talking about your exact nonprofit status when you were founded and what your mission statement is. So that's really easy. It provides a lot of validity and you can do that right out the bat. And then you can talk about other things too. The Northern Alaska nonprofit, the programs that it has. So these include coordinating food storage, working on infrastructure projects and at-risk individuals in our community. So right there, you're also relating your projects to this specific grant. Okay, and then you, you can also describe your partner. Whereas Alaska Volunteer Association was established in 2005 with a mission to fill gaps in our Alaska community by connecting skilled voluntary labor and members with nonprofits and businesses. So there you're talking about what each party, what their credibility is, what their history is, and then you can move into how we're going to work together. Whereas the Northern Alaska Nonprofit and Alaska Volunteer Association commit to working together with a goal of building five containers of storing food. Whereas a point of contact from the Northern Alaska Nonprofit and a point of contact, you can say the names there, right? <laughs> the one, you can actually say their names, who will sign the MOU. You 
want the ones who are going to sign the MOU to actually be the point of contacts. All right, so from each one, so you could say, whereas Tanya Rodriguez from the Northern Alaska nonprofit <laughs> and Holly Rustic from the Alaska Volunteer Association act as main representatives and will work together by communicating on a regular basis to implement this Alaska Native Fund annual meet monthly. So there you're just saying we're going to work together and this is the frequency of where how often we meet. So you do want to include your background once again, your nonprofit status or your organization status. You might not be partnering with a nonprofit. You might be partnering with a business or an individual and that's absolutely fine. But you just want to kind of orientate your readers so they know. Um, and then you want to talk about examples from different projects and history that you have that relate to the grant purposes. And then also who's the point of contact, what is the frequency of meeting. And that's pretty much it. So number four, history of your relationship. So now we've talked about what when each of you were founded, what your mission is, what your projects are separately, how you're gonna kind of work together. Now we wanna talk about why you wanna work together. What is your history? So when was the partnership first established and what type of partnership or accomplishments um, have you achieved together? And this is really simple. It doesn't have to be long. You can really just showcase what your relationship is. So here's an example. Both parties have a rich history of collaboration and since 2012 have partnered together on providing services to our community. Both parties have entered into previous MOUs for building the community center under a grant from the Department of Interior between 2015 and 17. Both parties are representatives on the Northern Alaska Alliance. And here I just want to showcase if you've worked together on other grants, put that in here. It really shows that you have strong collaboration. If you've implemented projects together, whatever you've done together really shows that here and that's as simple as this section is. Number five, development of the application. So how did you come up with the project? Who was involved? Why was the project developed? So that's basically what you're going to be talking about and this is really simple as well. So you could say that both parties have worked together to commit to attain the goal of building these five containers for storing food, having a formal a former formal partnership and ongoing working partnership, the parties decided to apply to the grant due to the need of the permafrost food storage containers no longer being able to stay cold enough to store food year round, right? So both parties have met together to review the application, develop a cohesive budget, and to identify the methods to build the five food, food storage containers. That's as simple as you need to be. Like, how did the actual project get developed? How did you work together? Were both parties involved? Maybe you have four parties in this MOU. Was everyone involved? Did everyone have a say? And that's kind of nice to state that. Number six, the roles and responsibilities. So make sure this is very clear. Who is responsible? responsible for what. All right, so here's some different roles and responsibilities examples. Now, therefore, it is hereby agreed by and between the parties as followed. Northern Alaska nonprofit shall oversee the grant programmatic and financial reporting and order all supplies. Alaska Volunteer Association shall provide 10 skilled volunteers to assist in building the food storage containers. Very simple. Who's doing what? So you want to ex explicitly put that in your MOU. Okay, number seven, the timeline. So the layout, the duration of the project during the grant period, obviously, right? They don't need to know the whole thing if it's outside of the grant period scope. But here's your timeline. The roles and responsibility described above are contingent on Northern Alaska nonprofit receiving funds requested for the project described in the Alaska Native Fund. Responsibilities under this MOU would coincide with the grant period anticipated to be upon the funding cycle of October 1st, 2019 until September 30th, 
2020. So you're basically saying we're going to commit to this if the grants get funded because we can't commit to this if they're not funded potentially, right? Maybe you can, but a lot of times this is built upon or contingent upon getting those monies in. So you're, and then you're just going to say the duration of the grant period. So very simple, but very important. Your final step, number eight, commitment of partnership. So your final page to re reiterate the partnership and you're going to sign and date it. Remember, this is a page that you keep separate. So it's still one, it would still be a page number in your MOU, but it would be the final page. And if you have white space, say if it's on page four above, and this, you still have space on page four, just make this on page five. Make its own separate page because this is just a final commitment. There's nothing you really need to change. And it's where you're going to get your signature. Okay, so what you're, and it's very simple what this looks like. You could just say the commitment to partnership. The collaboration service area includes the Kaktivik village in Northern Alaska. Compensation for Alaska Volunteer Association contribution to this project will be provided as outlined in the attached Alaska Native Fund budget detail worksheet. So you don't necessarily need to put the funding source in here or the funding amounts. You can, but then you might have to go back through. If you do put the fund exact funding amount, I would say put that on the page above because that could change. Okay. We the undersigned have read and agreed with the MOU. Further, we have reviewed the proposed project and approve of it. And then you would just put down the signature of both parties. And like I said, there might be more than two. And then you would type the names, type their roles, and put the names of their association and the date on this page. Make sure it's dated. And that's pretty much it. That is your MOU. So let's go ahead and review real quick. Number one, oh, so just to re reiterate, an MOU is a non-legally binding document. It describes the commitment of roles and responsibilities for partner organizations and has more teeth than a letter of commitment. Number one, your formatting tips. This is be succinct, include the logo of your partners, include page numbers, and keep the final commitment page and signature page separate. Make sure the MOU is signed and dated. Number two, the introduction. Include the full names of partners, include the partnership, i.e. the grant name or the program name, and include the header, Memorandum of Understanding. Number three, description of partner agencies. Identify the background of partners, when founded and what type of organization they are. Remember, if they're a nonprofit, if they're an individual, if they're a for-profit business. Also identify the efforts completed that are related to the grant. Number four, history of partnership. When was the partnership first established? Highlight any partnership accomplishments. Number five, the development of the application. How did you come up with this part of the project? Who was involved? Why was the project even developed? Give a little context here. Number six, roles and responsibilities. Who is responsible for what? Remember, explicitly explain it. Why? Well, it's great to have this MOU in place if your partner, oh, we forgot we said we we're gonna do that. When you have an MOU, it doesn't matter who forgets what, you have paper trails of who said they're gonna do what, and you actually have it documented. So don't get caught with somebody saying, oh yeah, I mean, I'll provide $10,000 worth, you know, the value of volunteer time. And then when you say, hey, we got the grant, can we have those volunteers now? Oh wait, I don't think I said that. I think I only said $2,000, right? That happens. An MOU will help that not happen. All right. And of course, timeline number seven, how long will this specific partnership take place for? Make it the, extent, the extended time of the grant period. Number eight, commitment of partnership and signatures. So reiterate the commitment of the partnership and sign and date. All right, guys, that's it. So please follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and we also have YouTube at Grant Writing and Funding. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time.
Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the Tribe, and discounts on grant services? Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership.